Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am excited for this episode because this is a big thing I work on in both of my groups, Ballsy Broads and Hungry Broads, and with one-on-one clients, and was a major, major thing that I worked through, used to work on, currently work on, still practice, still preach today. And I mean, that's kind of the the whole thing about my business and my message is all of this stuff is from personal experience and things that I've done, tried, lived through, experimented with myself and found them to be extremely helpful, but then found kind of this further validation by working with others and seeing like, okay, I'm on to something here. And granted, there may be scientific research out there already that proves half this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't have the time or energy or interest in studying every single scientific journal ever written. So (laughs) I figure it out by myself. But this is the power of desensitization of your fears. And I want to show you or I want to tell you how and why I do this in each of my groups. And I do it in a number of ways. But I want to give you two kind of major examples to illustrate what this means, and why I truly believe it's critical in moving past this block that you're stuck at. Because that's typically where individuals are at when they reach out to me. They've done a ton of work. This isn't their first rodeo. They've been around the block, but they're just stuck at this one point. And I mean, I may do another podcast talking about the the main reasons why nothing you've done for the last 20 years has worked. <laughs> I can't, I'm not sure if I want to do that or not. It might be too negative, but I, I might, I'll probably just go there. But in Hungry Broads, the way that I use desensitization in one specific avenue is through body image. I've talked about this before. But what you don't own in your own life, the fears that keep you up at night, that shit will kill you. And I don't really, I'm not really being dramatic there. I mean, for me, at least, it was that way. Because the degree of my anxiety, binging, purging, drinking, all of that stuff, like that is kind of the path that I was going down. Fine. Maybe you aren't as extreme as I am or was, and maybe it's not like life or death for you. doesn't matter. It's still going to create an immense amount of pain and suffering in your life. And just like this low level hum of fear that's going to control and ruin every day. 
because you never peeled back the layer and looked at it and owned it. And we have to go through this process of desensitization to get to the other side. So I'm going to go back to the body image piece, but I'm going to give you an example. When I worked in nursing and I first came onto the floor and I was like seeing bodies and weird parts and open wounds and just all this stuff that like in your normal day-to-day life, you don't see unless it's a movie, right? But it's a big difference between a movie and like, 10 inches in front of you, okay? And it's it's stressful and it's chaotic and there's, you know, all the buzzers and the beepers and everything. It's very, very different. So when I first went into that, I was very overwhelmed. I was like, don't put me, I don't know what I'm doing. And I wasn't a nurse. I was never a nurse. I was a nursing assistant. So I didn't, I wasn't like had someone li- someone's life in my hands, but I was around there. I was helping. I was supporting. I was doing all of that stuff. And you know, for a couple of months, I would say at least, maybe four, the work was exhausting. It shook me up. I was just completely wiped out after. I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is terrifying. I've never seen this stuff before. A year later, I see an open wound I go have a sandwich after. I'm like, whatever. Like, there's a body. We got to call in, call people up, blah, 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 roll them out. Okay, let's do it. Not as big of a deal. I had desensitized myself in this environment. I had to go through that process of fear, panic, anxiety, overwhelm, being exhausted, learning how to manage emotions in this line of work. That's not something you just are born with for most of us. That's not a skill set that we just have. Like, oh, okay, yeah, duh. This is what I do when I see someone in pain and suffering and all of those things. I had to show up, go through it many, many, many times, do it incorrectly, then see it many, many more times and experience it and live it to feel comfortable. So that when that call bell went off, when a nurse or a doctor asked me for something, I didn't completely freeze and think, oh my God, call someone that knows what they're doing. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I haven't handled this exactly, but I know what to do. I know how to do this. I know how to handle this. Because I had grown and evolved, I had desensitized myself to all of that stress and anxiety that I was calm. I knew enough to handle the request. And if I didn't, I would go find someone that did. I had to evolve through that. In Hungry Broads, when I work one-on-one with individuals on food, body, binge eating, this is almost always in in some type of vein, in some type of way, something that I will give for homework or an assignment or just make the request that they do this. Because when we think about food and body, everyone's like, oh, my food sucks, my food sucks, my food sucks, my food sucks. And there is often talk about like body image, but 
body image is ultimately the core of all of your suffering around food. Because if your body was not impacted by bags of potato chips and boxes of chocolate and things of pizza and ice cream and cookies, you would not care. It would not be as big of a deal to you. But because they're directly related, if I eat this, I gain this, I look like this, I'll be unlovable, everyone's going to hate me, I'm going to die alone, right? Pretty much the same trajectory we all have. We all go down that same path and it's like four seconds, (laughs) right? I did that, been there, done that for many, many years. When we start to change, desensitize, no longer live in fear, around a body type, that is when you're free. You know, in this round of Hungry Broads, just such a great group of women. We still have, I think we have three calls left and a couple of them are moving up to Ballsy Broads and I'm just, I'm so excited. It's, it's, been, it's been a very vulnerable group. You know, sometimes when I first started running groups around food, I just recently renamed it Hungry Broads. Before it was called The Shameless Diet. I think it had another name before that. So I've tried to land on something. And this Hungry Broads just feels more cohesive for my brand. And it's kind of fun and isn't shameful. And sometimes when we talk about food and body, it can bring up all the shame, right? And when I first started doing these groups, I was like, is anyone going to actually show up and talk about rifling through the garbage after everyone goes to bed and pulling out the leftover pizza crust or the cookies that they threw away that they said, oh, I don't want, or the multiple trips to McDonald's in one day and mowing down in the parking lot when no one's looking and finding garbage cans on the way home. Like, are people going to talk about this? (laughs) And I'll be damned. They do. They show up. And this group in particular has shown up and owned it and been vulnerable and talked about those moments and talked about those fears. And after the group, I'll get a message and it's like, holy shit, this group is incredible. I I can't believe the vulnerability here. I can't believe she looks so incredible. She's so gorgeous. I want to be her friend. And she thinks those things or they say it in the group like, wow, it's it's Shocking for me to hear someone like you say that. And this is the power of being in a group setting and owning your shit. You no longer live in fear of it. Is it still scary at first? Yeah. In the same way that I was working on, you know, a renal dialysis floor and I had to deal with people getting limbs cut off all the time and open wounds and weird things and all that stuff, there was no way around it. It's not always going to be a joyride. It's not always going to be a walk in the park. We have to get through that tougher work up front to reap the benefits of the after, which is where these women are all I mean, this is, again, been such a phenomenal group with their shifts and changes. I mean, and I'm talking about women that have struggled with food for 20, 30 years are now like, I can't believe this. Like, I just, it's just not really a thing. Or I can exercise now and it's not 
fueled by self-loathing and anxiety. It's because like, I'm going to feel better and I know that. And they have achieved this because of the desensitization by the work that we've done. Because, okay, so going back to the body image, something that I suggest each person do is follow individuals. Well, first of all, unfollow. (laughs) Like all y'all need to do like a massive detox. I just did this you know, recently I mentioned on my last podcast that I went through and unfollowed a bunch of people. Um, and we have, we always have to do this because we're always going to be in a different place mentally, emotionally, whatever goals we're working on that the season of our life. And so first and foremost, go through and unfollow all the chicks with leggings going up their ass crack that make you feel inadequate. And just why, why are we doing this? Just unfollow them, please. So be like really protective of your time. You're giving so much of your energy and bandwidth to people that mean nothing in your life. Like these are just things. Like we don't even know if these are real people, honestly, in this day and age. Like it's filtered, it's cropped, it's photoshopped. Why let this thing make you feel less than? So that's first. Then going through your Instagram or going through Instagram uh, and refollowing, repopulating with women that look like you. Or you know what? Are even maybe a little bit bigger. We have to start looking at these images. We have to start seeing women in bodies that look like us, that aren't perfect, that are out doing cool shit, hiking mountains, in amazing relationships, taking fun vacations, kayaking, doing hip hop dance, making pottery, being chefs, all of these things. Instead of narrowing our focus in so small to like, okay, I have to do this hit workout and I have to get this and I have to cut down this and my meals need to look like this. It is a losing battle. And you have to learn to take that ownership over your time and your energy and who you're giving it to because that, my friend, comes down to you. And you got to protect it. Like your life depends on it because as I mentioned, it very well may. It did for me. And know that it's not just the flip of a switch, okay? I recently shared a uh, testimonial. It was like some screenshots from from some Voxer messages of someone that I have some one-on-one calls with. And she just shared, I, I kind of went through the timeline within a two-week period of her saying, I'm never, I can't imagine ever getting past this. This is like, the darkest time for me. And then two weeks later, she's like, oh my gosh, I ate a pot pie and a Christmas tree and I didn't feel guilt or I didn't close the rings and it's not a big deal. And it's just when you're in it, you will feel like you're never going to get out. Part That's the price you got to pay to get to get to the other side. She is now on that other side. When I kept showing up to work in the medical field, I then got to the other side. The women in hungry broads are showing up. They're talking about their fears. And I'm talking fears. Again, this group is vulnerable. They are getting deep, like deepest, darkest fear. I've never said this before. And this is the truth for me. Blah. And they spill it. And when you can do that, 
when you can do that in front of other people. I'm not saying you got to blast it on social media, but this is a very small, tight-knit group of women that get it, get each other. When you get to come in there and you get to spill it and have others be like, oh yeah, I've definitely felt the same thing. And just be there while you own it. Every single time you do that, that thought, that fear has less and less power over you. When I first told someone I was bulimic, because there's a difference between, I've, I feel like just having like when you're a binge eater or you're a restrictor, there's like a, a line that you cross into bulimia because it's like, okay, I get it. Like you eat a lot or you don't eat a lot, but like you throw up, like you puke, you make yourself throw up where that people are just like, ew, you know, and it's this whole nother level of shame that I experienced. And so I remember the first handful of times I would tell people about that. And granted, I was still kind of in and out of it. I wasn't really in a good place. So of course I didn't feel that comfortable with it yet. All of that has grown and shifted over the years and I I don't care at all um, now. But in the beginning, it was very like, oh gosh, they're going to hate me. They're going to judge me. They're never going to like me. They're going to think differently of me. They're never going to look at me the same way. They're going to wonder every single time I go to the bathroom if this is what I'm doing. They're going to notice every single thing that I eat or don't eat. And that's that's just how it was for me in the beginning. And over time, the more I talked about it and the more people were just like, oh, cool. Yeah. My sister used to do that. Or, oh, I dealt with that in college. Or, oh, my mom struggles with this, that, and the other. And the people that I shared with very seldomly were like, that's disgusting. You get away from me. I can never talk to you again. Most people were like, oh yeah, been there, done that. Or, oh my gosh, talk to this person. They're great. Whatever. And, And it just eliminated so much of that shame that had been weighing me down in every single avenue of my life, relationships, how I showed up for work, the jobs that I showed up with, the people that I tried to date, the friends that I tried to have, because I always had this like, you're not good enough. This is your deep, dark secret. If anyone knew this, they wouldn't love you. They wouldn't like you. So just don't be too there. Don't be too vulnerable. Don't put yourself in a, in a position to get hurt. And it kept this wall up. And this is similar to what we do in hungry broads, or excuse me, in ballsy broads, the more confidence-focused group, um, because it's the same thing. There's still going to be this fear in your mind. I feel like I am not blank enough. I I feel like I'm not smart enough. I feel like I'm not fun enough. I feel like I've gotten too old. I feel like I don't have anything going on in my life. I feel like I never contribute enough in my relationship. I feel like people are always looking at me when I walk in the room. Same thing as the body image, just a different vein. And when we come together and we talk about this and you own it in front of other individuals, whether it's just me, whether it's a small group of people, it doesn't matter. 
because you are shedding light on this thing. You are desensitizing yourself to the fear. And the more that you talk about it, the more that you open up about it, the less you have to react to it. Because right now, when you have that fear of, okay, I'm not smart enough. I I get this a lot because the women that come in are like, so smart. <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes they make me feel insecure because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so smart and with it and put together. She's going to think I'm a ding-a-ling. And that reminds me of a song, Chang Hang to your ding-a-ling. Chang Hang, Chang Hang. I need to do karaoke. I have not done that in a long time. Um, What song is that? I'll get back to you on that. Um, But <laughs> I digress. When you come in and you own those things in front of me or in front of other people, you don't have to react to them in the way that you used to. So the smart enough, I'm not smart enough. And so then what happens? You immediately shut down. Whether it's a work meeting, whether it's a new friendship or relationship, you know, I know I've definitely felt this in new groups of women where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so much better than me. I can't, I don't belong here. Like, I don't fit in here. And you just immediately, but like you don't even think about it. You don't even see it as optional. You don't even know that it's happening. You're just like, oh, you retract. And when you come into a group setting and you start opening this up, you start giving this some, some room to breathe instead of trying to shove it down all the time. And you look at it and then you talk about it some more. And then in Ballsy Broads, you do the activities that I have laid out for you. You do the challenges. You show up. You ask the questions. You participate. You break through those chains that have been holding you back for way too long because you are becoming desensitized to them. They no longer have the death grip on you that they once did. So I want you to think in your life, what do I need to desensitize myself to? What is this fear? What is it that's holding me back? And know that like, okay, that's, it's not shameful. Like, don't even please, don't even go down the, I'm so ashamed. No, stop it. That's not going to help you at all. It's just, it's just indulgent and you're going to spin and it's, it's never going to help you at all. Get over that part. Look at it for what it is, there's just like a thing in your life. Okay, I need to, I need to get over this. How am, I, how am I going to move past this? All right, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. And I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.